This is Josh Mills. And this is John Mills. Welcome back to another episode of Acquired Tastings. We are very happy for, to have you guys with us today. We are into July, I think, when this comes out. So, yeah. Getting hot. Oh, it's hot. It's getting <laughs> hot around here. Well, and so we're doing a beer week. Is that right, Dad? That's right. Beer week. What type of beer are we doing during this sweltering heat? So we're doing seltzers. That seems to be a really big thing. Oh, Everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's... Uh, it's gaining in popularity all over the United States for the last, you know, three or four years. But it's uh, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be great, you know, with it so hot. I think, you know, we're up in the 90s. Real temperature feels like over 100. So oh, I think we hit like 107 one day. Real feel. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, it's getting hot down here. These seltzers are going to be good tonight. and cool us off. So what seltzer and what are your snacks this week, Dad? So I had the Mighty Swell Peach Seltzer. I have Waffles. And I have pork chops that I infused a little bitty peach taste. We'll see if that worked. And then I have a peach swirl cheesecake. So we're hitting all over the peach today for you with yours. And then I'm going to be doing the locally uh, locally sourced one this week. I'm doing the Bing Bing Black Cherry Punchy Hard Seltzer from a local brewery here called Lost 40. So it is their black cherry seltzer. And once again, if you are outside of Arkansas or you can't get any of Lost 40's products, go ahead and grab yourself any black cherry seltzer. Kind of got to make sure it's a seltzer, and we'll, we'll talk about that as we're going through. We absolutely will. And what's your snacks, Josh? I have some blueberry goat cheese. Uh-huh. I have some grilled yellow nectarines. And I have kind of a grilled street corn with a lime chili butter. Ooh, man. So it's going to be really Fancy. good. Fancy. Yeah. And, you know, last week, for those of you that listened, last week was lots of fun. Uh, we had Susie on and we talked about carbonic maceration with... We got really technical. So <laughs> we did. Hang in there. It's, it's a good episode. <laughs> it's It's fun. You know, we need, you know... It happens sometimes for us when we get kind of geeky into it. Yeah. Well, you put two wine nerds together. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah, definitely. So, of course, I was in there too, right? <laughs> well, yeah, you're getting there. Um, but you have you kind of had a lot of that science side to help us out. Yeah, we did the chemistry thing. So Susie and I both blinded the wine. Uh, Susie thought it was a Cote Roti, which is a Syrah wine from the north of France. I thought it was a Sangiovese, kind of a Chianti level, maybe a little bit less than Chianti level, Sangiovese from Italy. So you both agreed it was old world. We both agreed it was old world, but everything else was different. So guess what? New world. Of course. Argentina, Melbeck, Mendoza, and it's Ajiba Ferrari. Okay, so it was a it was a Malbec. Yeah, uh, 2018. You know, well, that just shows me I need to get I need to study. I need well, to actually. study You know, more. at one point, Susie said something about she's getting some peppery notes. Well, she was, and that's where it came from. Yeah, you can find some of those same spice notes in Cote Roti, which is kind of what took her there. Yeah, uh, I kind of jumped to Italy with the dusty mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. uh, flavors that I was getting with the. The fruit, but all right, it was a good. It's a really good wine. It's a great wine, right? Uh, it was it was very very good. So who drank I, the 
last of that. I think I did. Right? I'm pretty sure you did. Uh huh. Uh-huh. All right. So let's go ahead and get into these seltzers because I am already sweating and I'm ready to cool off a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna start with mine. So once again, it's the the Bing Bing Black Cherry Punchy, not so hard seltzer as they call it. Bing Bing or Bling Bling. I would assume it's Bing Bing. B-I-N-G. Yes. Okay. Um, based on what's on the can. Well, okay. And checking. these, like I said, these are from Lost 40. Okay. So, first of all, when it comes to seltzers, we're talking about spiked club soda or spiked sparkling water. This is 5% alcohol. It has 90 calories. It mm. has zero grams of sugar. And it has five tenths of a gram of carbs and it is considered to be gluten free i think all these seltzers that are that are sparkling water or carbonated water because it's water they're all going to be gluten free aren't they well it depends on what they use as their alcohol base so if they're using like barley or some type of malted beverage well that's true at that point it doesn't become gluten free yeah neither one of these Neither one of these does that, so they use they use just sugar, fermentable fermented sugar. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that too to so. to make their seltzer. But th- so in in like I said, and these are crystal clear. Oh yeah, they are, look exactly like what they are sparkling water because you get a little you get the little bubbles coming up, but it's crystal clear like like ice water is. Exactly, or like a LaCroix or some type of sparkling water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we did not put ice in these, and we're drinking these out of the our standard uh, beer glasses. Yeah, so they're, they're served out of a tulip glass. And mm-hmm. so because one of the big movements when it comes to seltzers was kind of the health movement. So trying to not have as many calories while you're drinking, especially the gluten and the, and the carbs of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why my plate today is... Um, it is actually vegetarian. That okay. was one of the reasons right. that I chose that, chose these things because this, to me, these will go with anything. Okay, because they're so light, they're so they're fruity forward, and but they're meant to to me they're meant to be drank like poolside or on the boat or mm-hmm. you know walking as you're you know taking a hike through the mountains. They're not really to me they're not really sit down dinner style drinks yeah um, so that's kind of why i did like appetizers after app you know after dinner kind of stuff right to kind of help you kind of move forward um but have you tasted it yet i have tasted it i love now that. what i i got a very light black cherry nose very light and when i tasted it it was it seemed like it was even lighter of the black cherry See to me, it comes. It comes through. It, it comes through. through really, really well. Like it tastes, it tastes more cherry than some of the cherry sparkling waters that I've had. Okay, yeah. So I get, I definitely get that cherry coming through, and I think it's, you know, I think it's really good. And again, these are very refreshing. Mm-hmm. So a uh, quick story. One of the last time we were in St. Martin, we we met this guy and walking along. He's, you know, he's got his got his uh tumbler and he's drinking along we i don't know picked up a conversation because i'd made i'd made us some uh rum punches not Joanne so and not, I. not so light no not so light probably you know 
I don't know the alcohol content. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I, he asked what we were drinking. I told him. And so then we asked what he's drinking, and he's drinking White Claw. He says, I guess I'm a wuss because <laughs> I'm drinking the White Claw. I forget which uh, actual flavor it was, but it's not a wuss drink. I mean, people may think that, but my point to the story is this guy's an older guy, not as old as I am, but he was an older guy having the seltzer, enjoying it at the poolside, yeah, just like you described a minute ago, in the sun, poolside, mm-hmm. drinking his seltzer. Yeah, and, and I mean... So nothing's wrong with it. Nothing's wrong with it. And, you know, I, I've actually, you know, I've drank stouts out of Yeti's poolside, mm-hmm. and... You know, they taste delicious. They're big and bold, but it's a little bit nicer to have something that's a little bit more refreshing mm-hmm. and that's not going to put you on your behind. Mm-hmm. And you still get some of that actual, because it's mostly water, mm-hmm. you get some of that hydration back that you don't get with some other beverages. Like if you've got a margarita or a rum punch or right. something like that going on. Well, so when I was doing some of this research and, you know, you get this drop down and says, can you get drunk on the seltzers? Yeah. Well, you can get drunk on anything that has alcohol in it if you drink enough of them. You know, 5%, that's, uh, you know, that's as much as your Bud Light or something like that. Yeah, so it's like, you know, a Bud Light or a Michelob Ultra. Mm-hmm. In Those, fact, Ultra's probably got the same kind of calorie count. Yeah, uh, they'll have more, they'll have more carbs to them, though. Oh, yeah. And they're definitely not gluten-free. Uh, definitely. So these are kind of, you know, like I said, these are health conscious looking drinks. Go ahead and start, Dad. Do which what, are we going? Whatever order you want. It doesn't, Any order. It right? doesn't really matter. Okay. So like I said, these are a little bit more like so some of the health conscious drinks. If you're looking for something that you can go all day and not get totally hammered, and also if you're kind of watching your calorie count, or if you're, or if you have celiac disease, mm-hmm. or if you have some type of issue with gluten, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. using things like this or ciders. Mm-hmm. are things that could definitely help you out and you can still enjoy the the beautiful flavors mm-hmm. and i mean i, I mean you're going to be drinking something mm-hmm. you might, might as well be drinking something that tastes good so i tried the goat cheese you said it was a blackberry goat cheese or what was it blue blueberry, blueberries blueberry and lemon so i haven't tasted the seltzer with it but i think what's going to happen is there's going to be a little overpowering from the goat cheese because it's a strong taste mm-hmm. with the blueberries. Yep. But you also have the acid to go with it because these have to have sugar in them to get it fermented. So they can right. be sweet. Right. And so I went for that acid to kind of go against the sweet in a little bit. So I just had uh, a taste and I was wrong because it did not overpower it because mm-hmm. that's what I said. It did not overpower it. But it wasn't really a like-like pairing. It was... It wasn't supposed to be. No, I know. I know. I know. And so it it did very well as the contrast in pairing. And I'm I'm thinking, you know, I might have to try that with my peach seltzer. Josh is over there crunching on some corn. And so, you know, I think these seltzers, you know, this is not... This again, this is kind of a stretch. I'm not sure for Josh, but this is a stretch for me because I'm I'm not a seltzer guy. I love seltzers. Well, I must say it. I must say it proudly. I love seltzers. 
Well, another another one of the websites had the pull down, and it as if they're wanting to try to target. Uh, you're older than this age bracket. They want to start targeting the twenty something to twenty nine ish, seven twenty nine, seven twenty seven, whatever. They're coming out of college age of men, and they know that. Apparently, I guess they know that the women are drinking them. <laughs> if they can get the men to drink them, uh, that's a win-win. And they're going to do, the seltzer's going to do well. What do you think about the corn? It's really good. First of all, it's really good. So to your to your point that you were talking about, you know, it is kind of viewed as a female drink. If we really want to talk about beverages in that way. I mean, I'm sure they've done market research to see who is buying them. And it is a majority of females who do purchase them. Because for a majority of it, the time, females are a little bit more conscious when it comes to carbs and calories. So they're they're watching that. And they don't want to drink. They may not want to drink Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light. Because mm-hmm. they've got more calories, more carbs. But and I'm, gluten. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I would drink any seltzer over... A Bud Light or a Miller Light or a Coors Light or a Mick Ultra if I'm trying to watch. If I'm trying to go for that light beer that I can drink all day long. Mm, okay. There's a few there's a few beers that are amongst those same American lager styles that I would drink. But I'm telling you, coming out coming off of mowing the yard, coming off of, you know, being outside of the pool where I'm playing the game, where I'm just outside, I'm hot and sweaty, I'm coming in, I would rather drink one of these than most beers because they are so light and refreshing. And I love the flavor. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy that kind of sweeter flavor style. So I think they're really good. I love them. Right. Okay. So I tried their apricots, right? Not peaches. Correct. I tried that. And you grill them on the grill. I see the char there. With a little bit of... Sugar in the raw on top. Okay. Uh, excellent. And I tasted the seltzer, and it's a it's a very good, like-like, common pairing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not exactly the same flavors. Right. But the fruitiness and the seltzer with a little bit of fruit sugars. Yeah. Well, now, wait. I'm not sure they have fruit sugar. Uh, it's probably just... Yeah, it's probably just a sugar... Probably some type of simple syrup, syrup or kind something of thing. that they get the carbonation and the and the alcohol going. So very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I kind of think it is like it's like fermentable sugar, mm-hmm. and they ferment the sugar mm-hmm. to get that kind of liquid, and then they infuse that into either water mm-hmm. or sparkling water, depending on how they're doing their own carbonation. Right. As with the flavor with the flavor add-ins, and then that's it. Yeah, can it? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's got to be it's got to be cheap to make, right? I mean because you know everybody's doing it now. Like yeah, uh, almost every local brewery that I know of in town, well, no half half of our local breweries in town are making some type of seltzer or mm-hmm. spike. Oh, spike I was, kind of thing. Because I was literally blown away when I went to the liquor store, and I said, "Well." I'm looking for the seltzers because we're doing this podcast. Are they back there with the beers? And he goes, no, we got this whole big section. And I get over there and it's like literally a whole big section. Mm-hmm. All the majors are doing them. 
but yeah, all the all the big boys started. I think this year, mm-hmm. this kind of summer season. No, oh, maybe no, it was last year. At least Bud Light was last year because I know I had one at an at a big event at Super well, Sunday. Corona's doing them, but yeah, now you know Bud Bud Light, Coors Light, Corona, Seagrams. Yeah, well, Seagrams maybe more of a um malt like a spiked or a malt beverage. Because I know you're gonna, you're probably gonna talk. Are you gonna talk about malt beveraging? Yes. So the other thing that you can do besides just the using malt liquor is there are some that are doing like like Smirnoff has a line that's spiked seltzer, right? So it has vodka in it, right? Um, there are some that are doing different things along those lines. I'm gonna let you talk about the malt beverage when you, when we're going through your side of it. Now, you know you can. This is such a broad and such a new area that depending depending on where you're at defines the laws that create a seltzer. Now, outside the United States, they actually have to use a fermented a fermented fruit beverage to make the spiked drink. So, think of Mike's Hard Lemonade. You mm-hmm. know, they're actually fermenting lemonade. Mm-hmm. They're brewing, basically brewing lemonade and getting that to ferment. And then they... And then they use that as kind of the the alcohol base for the beverage. Or right. there's the sodas nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, there's was it not your father's root beer? Exactly. It's a it's a hard root beer, and they're actually probably fermenting root beer. Because mm-hmm. I mean, have you had it? I it's been it's been years. Mm-hmm. It was very 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 sweet, as I remember. Right. It would make a killer. Root beer float though, oh yeah, like that would be if I if we if I would have done that, I would definitely one of my pairings would have been a root beer float. Well, you know the one of the things that Diamond Beard used to do, and I don't know if they still do it or not. I hadn't been down there because of COVID, but they always made a root beer. They still they still make it. Well, is it a hard root beer? I don't think so. No, it's still right, it's still a non-alcoholic root beer. Yeah, that's what I remember. Okay, yeah, because I know a couple of kids who have had it and. Really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, have you tried the corn yet? I have not. Okay, you get into the corn while I talk about what I yeah, tasted with it. Go ahead and move the. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so once again, this corn. What I did was I, you know, I pulled back the outer husk. I took off all the silts, put the hut like kind of rinsed it in some water, put the husk back over it, and then grilled it for for about about twelve minutes, kind of rotating it every once in a while, and then for the last three minutes. What I did was I had made a compound butter that has lime zest and chili powder. And I made that. And so it kind of, the husk had kind of opened up a little bit on each one of them. So it was kind of a space of exposed corn. So for the last, for the last three minutes, I took some of that compound butter and just kind of swiped it there. Let them continue to cook. So that would kind of start coming in. And then to serve them. I pulled back the husk and then just slathered it with that compound butter. Now, to do what I was hoping, I need more chili powder because the idea behind this was to make get something kind of spicy. It has a little spice, but I'm with you. I think you could improve it with more spice because of the sweetness that comes that inherently is in a cider. So, which I'll, spice did you use? I did use chili powder. Okay. I probably should have used like cayenne or something or both or just more, just more of it. Mm-hmm. 
Because, you know, as we've talked about before, I'm a wuss when it comes to spice. So I was worried that it wasn't yeah, going to. No, I used quite just, a. Just put a little bit on. <laughs> I used about a tablespoon. Oh, really? I'm surprised maybe not, it's maybe not a spicier than it is. Maybe about a, maybe about a, maybe two, two so teaspoons. So that was a tablespoon to four well, gallons of butter? No. <laughs> it was probably two teaspoons to a stick of butter. Okay. And then half of a lime zested. Mm-hmm. I wasn't quite sure which way I was going to go with this. I thought I was going to do Mexican street corn, but then I decided not to. I decided to just do this grilled corn. I mean, I've got cotija cheese and crema in there. So. Mm-hmm. But You know, we've gone to some Mexican fiesta kind of things, and you know what they do? You get the corn. Mayonnaise. And they put mayonnaise all over it. Yep. And I'm thinking, oh, no, I can't do this. But guess what? It's, it's real good. That's, yeah. That's and I think I mean. if you had some cumin or something, some Mexican spice, it'd be even better. Well, yeah, and they also will put, they'll like, so what they'll do is they'll they'll grill it, slather it in mayonnaise, cotija cheese, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. squeeze of lime juice, and then cilantro, mm-hmm. and chili powder. Right. Or cayenne to give it that spiciness. But I am not a mayonnaise fan, and I'm also one of the 10% that cilantro tastes like soap. So I couldn't really. You said that before. I couldn't. Re- I didn't. I can't really go down that route with it. But I think it works really well because of the sweetness of the corn, that bite, that acidy bite of the lime, goes really, really well with that. And that's why I kind of like. You know, I like seltzers, like I said, because their versatility, but also they're just so refreshing. It comes back to this stuff is also light and easy mm-hmm. when it comes to food wise. And I think that's kind of where these go. Right. And I mean, I could have done, you know, I thought about doing like a brat or mm-hmm. I thought about doing stuff that's got like bread or like, mm-hmm. a ch- like I thought about a fried chicken, like mm-hmm. spicy fried chicken would go really well or hot chicken. See, I, you went the non, the gluten free, right. non gluten. And I didn't. And we'll see, we'll see when we talk about best on plate, like what might be better because. I'm with you. When you drink these seltzers, why are you going to put this heavy food with it? Yeah. And so, and, that- and maybe you're just snacking at the uh, at the poolside, having a little peach or, or apricot or some raspberries or some other fruit. Yeah. Or this corn. This corn, you know, it went amazingly well. Yeah. Because the sweetness of that corn and that sweetness of the butter with the little bit of the bite mm-hmm. and the little bit of the lime just kind of marinated in together and complemented this seltzer. Yep. I'm a little disappointed with the seltzer, and I hope Boss 40 doesn't hang me for it, but the seltzer is, to me, lacking in the fruity flavor and see i disagree with you on that i know for me it's it's i've had all of their they have four different styles of seltzers four different flavors that they do and i have had all of them Uh and this one is the most fruit this one and then the pineapple mango because you just can't hide pineapple and mango are very very fruity now this to me Mm -hmm. has more the fruit flavor than like a white claw black black chick i haven't tasted which i have well, my goal, since you did a local, my goal was to do something that was more national. Mm-hmm. 
and I didn't really want to do White Claw because everybody knows White Claw. I didn't want to do Bud Light or or Corona or something like that. And there's so many choices. I mean, you could, we could spend a lot more podcasts. We could have set out six different ones. Yeah. Well, the problem is, you said that Lost Forty has four different flavors. Mm-hmm. The one that I chose, I'd have to look. On, on my notes as to how many different flavors they have. Yeah. And then uh, Mike's hard lemonade seltzers, they have like a, a four pack. So mm. it's four different flavors. Yeah. And I think they have four more. Yeah. Most, but I mean, cause you got to think about it. It's easy. I mean, it's one base mm-hmm. and then you add flavoring to it. So you right. can, I mean, the whole world is open to you. Now, I have never seen anybody do a spiked hop seltzer. As in hops? As in hops, yeah. Okay. But I, 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 I do know. maybe you said hot, and I was going to disagree with it. Hop. I, but I do know that Lagunitas makes a hop-flavored water. Mm. But, but it's it's not alcoholic. Yeah. They could easily, they could easily spike it. Yeah. So I think, that, I think that is their, I think that's their nod to a non-alcoholic beer. Mm-hmm. That, that designated driver person? I think so. I mm-hmm. think it's kind of that, that nod to mm-hmm. that, um, or the people who choose to not drink, mm-hmm. but still like that flavor. Right. But anyway. so It's really good. And these pairings are really good. Yeah. So, so again, best on plate. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm going to have to think about it. Are you opening another one? I heard a crack. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Beer Avengers, how was that crack? Yeah. Um, but no, so I just tried the nectarine with it. And I, yeah, and I think that's really good. Because that said gl- it was an apricot. Did I say it was an apricot? It's a nectarine. Oh, okay. I, that's all right. You said that, and I someone this doesn't taste exactly. Yeah, okay. no, it's an it's a nectarine. All right, it's a yellow nectarine. Well, that's yeah, that's what fool. But it you're you're right. It's really good because it has that bright, fruity flavor. Mm-hmm. Really. They're just about in season right now. Mm-hmm. And then that extra like little smokiness kind of adds the depth to mm-hmm. the seltzer, in my opinion. Well, and, you know, to me, a lot of the things that we have tasted in all these Acquired Tastings podcasts, so many of them, if you get a little char on it, on whatever that food is, it can enhance the flavors and the earthiness or the or the you know, the ground part of the tasting. And I think it did on on this nectarine. And maybe even if you charred the, the corn. I saw a little bit. It was a little bit. Yeah. You know, another way to make corn on the grill, just for the listener's sake, if you soak your corn, including all the husk and the silk, for like, I don't know, a couple hours, and then it, get it on that hot grill and just husk it off and cook it. Now, it becomes a problem when it comes time to eat it because you got this old burn-up husk and the you got to mess with the silks. And But it's a good way to do it on the grill. You don't really think about doing corn on the grill. No, I mean... It's not a normal thing. It's well, like, for, for us... It's like, it's like shuck it, throw it in the water, cook it a few minutes. Yeah. Don't kill it with, you know, 15 minutes of boiling, maybe five, seven, 
Seven. Or seven. Seven's, Seven's the, the best number. number. All right, well, I'm I'm ready to switch over to yours if you are. Oh, well, I was going to do some more. Well, get, okay, you can need, no, you can need no. some more. So, uh, again, I'm doing, I'm doing the Mighty Swill Peach Seltzer, and I have waffles, and the waffles have a little butter. You'll see in the Instagram picture, you'll see the butter, and then I use some imitation maple syrup, and then I have the pork chop, and what I did is I muddled some peaches and then put the pork chops, these are boneless pork chops, put them down in the baggie, put those peaches down there with them, and then grilled that on the on the grill. And then I went over to the grocery store and I found this Father's Day peach swirl cheesecake. We'll see how that all goes. And in my opinion is that's the order. Okay. So if you want to, you can pick any order you want. You can do dessert first if you chose. Breakfast, lunch, and dessert. So why the waffle? So here's my theory on it. So when you have waffles in this time of year, you can cut up peaches and put peaches in your waffle. You can actually put it in the batter and cook it that way on your waffle iron. Or you can cut up the peaches and put them on the waffle when it's done. And you could make a compote of peaches if you wanted to. Or you can use any fruit. It's just like the cocktail. You know, the smash that you did. Right. You got blueberries. Do blueberries. You got strawberries. Do strawberries. It's that time of year when you've got the fruit, and you might as well use it. Yeah, here in the South, it's peach. It, it's peach season. So we're recording this on Father's Day. It's definitely high peach season from Georgia. Our peaches haven't quite made it yet. We've got a we had a like a week and a half of rain. Yeah, which kind of slowed things down a little bit. And I just got it went from cool to hot. Right. Here in Arkansas, we didn't have a kind of warm. It just went straight up, straight to full bore hot. But this, I mean, this jumps, jumps peach smell out of the glass to me. It does. It just, what it reminds me of is one of my favorite candies is the Harboro Peach Ring. Mm-hmm. It smells like those. Like it, it smells exactly like those. And that's what I was saying about yours. I would prefer a little more. Of yeah, that fruit jump. Mm-hmm. Plus, when you ta- have you tasted this one? Yes, but go ahead. But when you taste it, you get that peach taste. So it's it's sort of we'll use this a lot when we talk about wines, but this is a fruit forward. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and again, it's just like I think all the seltzers aim for that five percent. And this one's 100 calories. I think they all aim for about that 100 calories. You said yours was 90? 95. Okay, 95. And then, you know, it's like one gram of sugar. So it's like... Three. Three grams of sugar. Uh, that's right. I'm, re- I'm reading the next line, which zero grams added sugar. Yeah. So And then it so, has three carbs with it as well. Three carbs. Which is the sugar. Yeah, it's got to be. So this, so yours, so if we're going to, if we're going to go into the health world, so yours has five more calories. They are the same, the same volumes. They're both 12 ounce cans. Mm -hmm. Yours was 5%. Mine was, mine was 5%. Yours is 5%. Mine has five less calories and has a lot less carbs. What was the carbs? 0.5. 
Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, that's not, well, <laughs> I mean, that's not bad, but what it is is it probably just means that there's more, I mean, there's more sugar in it. So I'm wondering, because this one is so fruit forward, and I couldn't find it, I couldn't find it on the website, if they're actually getting the sugar is from the fruit. No. That's what I assume, <laughs> because, but because there's so much fruit smell and so much more fruit taste in the seltzer itself, I was wondering. I think the I think the flavoring that they're using has more sugar in it, mm-hmm. and I think they're using that flavoring as some of the sugar. Because and I, the reason I think that is because it smells like those Harboro peach drinks, which is right. going to be a which is going to be an artificial an artificial flavor. So these guys are mighty swell. These guys are out of Austin, Texas. And it says Mighty's Well is driven by a small, malty group of dreamers and doers with incentive and cherish and celebrate spontaneous moments. Blah, blah. I, I mean, they're quirky, and I think they like that. Well, it's Austin. I yeah, mean, well, you know. Keep Austin weird. It's okay. You know, they're part it's, of that. You know, inspired by our quirky and humble our Austin roots. You know, what's wrong with that? Nothing. I'm not saying there's anything wrong. And then in big bold print it says, "Get away with it, whatever you it may be." <laughs> <laughs> so, this one is uh, sparkling water based, as opposed to the carbonated water, which some of them have. Sparkling water is carbonated water. Yeah. Well, the difference is min- when it, when you're adding min- mineral water. Oh, yeah. The only difference between sparkling water and carbonated water is the title. Okay. Because they're all just CO2 driven. I got the peach because the guy at the liquor store said, oh, this is the best in my opinion. Yeah. So that's why I I thought I'd get it. But what it says on their website is the cherry lime flavor was awarded a triple goal. That's pretty cool. Yeah. At where? Um, for its taste at the uh, Micro Liquor uh, Spirit Awards. I don't cool. Know, I don't really know what that is, but it sounds good. Yeah. I mean, it's recognized to be good. Mm-hmm. I bet they were going for, since they're from the South, in the cherry lime thing, I bet they were going for a uh, cherry Sonic Cherry Limeade kind of taste. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Speaking of that, yeah, somebody told me. It may have been Susie after the podcast yesterday, or last week. last week, that Sonic is about to come out with their own. She said that <laughs> Spike that Seltzer. I don't think that's in the podcast, but we'll know when we edit it. But yeah, so Sonic, if you love Sonic flavorings, they may be doing, coming out with their own Spike Seltzer line. I mean, that just shows how how big of a deal everybody it is. wants it. And what the guy at the liquor store said, he says, "Look at all this." And he says maybe only half will make it through a, the next year or so. Right. I mean, Budweiser. So the I mean the big big hit of it in the United States started about 2019, maybe 2018, 2019 was really kind of when it just started skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. And it followed the same kind of trend as the niche sparkling waters. Yeah. So like Lacroix, Buble, mm-hmm. Waterloo, all those. Mm-hmm. They kind of those two. Movements kind of hit at the same time. And, you know, we're technically through in our third year of that. 
Mm-hmm. One year, I don't know if I would really count because mm-hmm. of COVID. The c- killing the summer uh, last, <laughs> last year. So that was what year? 2019. Oh, okay, got This you. is the third year of, of the of, seltzers. Kind of of the, of the seltzers, yeah. Yeah, okay. And it's one of those things that's just like, like you said, I don't know how many of these people are going to make it. And I think that's why it's a lot of big boys have waited waited for a little bit to jump in. Because mm-hmm. I think Budweiser maybe jumped in last year. Mm-hmm. Corona, kind of around the same time. Coors Light just jumped in this year. Right. With it. And so they're kind of coming coming behind. They're kind of, they're going to be behind that trend. Duckhorn. Well, so that's a, that's a sparkling wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so there's, there's. That's the other, that's the other thing. So. Decoy, which a is decoy. decoy, which is one of the brands. I said Duckhorn Decoy. Well, it's one of the brands underneath Duckhorn. Yeah, okay. Has their own sparkling wine line, and I hadn't tried or, that. Have you? I no. What what do they call it? It's it's like it's almost like a wine cooler, like a sparkling okay. wine cooler. I'm going to tell thing. you, but since you said wine cooler, I have to tell the story. <laughs> As a home brewer, and I think it was probably in about. 1980-ish, that became the big thing. Wine cooler. Oh, yeah. Now, a wine cooler is a malt beverage, whether you knew it or not. It is not a a wine beverage at all. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, that was also during the malt beverage movement, like Mad Dog, Mickey's, all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And so the way you make a wine cooler or at least for a home brewer to make a wine cooler, is you make a light brew beverage, beer beverage. Which is a malt beverage, a brewed malt beverage. With Kool-Aid. Then you add in Kool-Aid to it? you add in Kool-Aid and let it off, you know, the fermentation. (laughs) And you could, so whatever flavors Kool-Aid had, Oh yeah, you could make them all. Oh yeah, yeah oh yeah. That's him. Yeah, that, <laughs> I can see the picture. <laughs> the Kool Aid man. By. <laughs> so, for those of you who live, who listen to our show and live outside the United States, you know, the 1980s were were an interesting time in the United States, mm-hmm. and you know, it kind of shows with wine coolers and even kind of some of this coming back to the seltzers, you know, the, the sweet palate that the United States has mm-hmm. and kind of goes after, because we've always had a large sweet alcoholic beverage market. Yeah. I mean, if you think about a lot of the sweet wines we buy, mm-hmm. I mean, the seltzer thing is just, it's just kind of incredible. So I am out of waffle. So I'm going to talk about the waffle. Go ahead and talk. And about I think waffle. it works really well because I like carbs. Mm-hmm. I like waffles, mm-hmm. and I think that the peach, like you said, just kind of adds that peachy flavor to yeah. it. And I think it would be like a kind of a great, like a great brunch, a brunch beverage. Mm-hmm. So if you're not, you know, if you're not a big Bloody Mary person, or you're not wanting to do a mimosa, oh, this would make actually a really good kind of Bellini style drink. Exactly that. That was in my notes, Josh. Because stole my thunder. <laughs> well. Just, I think that would be a fun brunch mm-hmm. kind of thing that went with the, the mm-hmm. waffle. I mean, the waffle is just delicious anyway. So, you know, 
I'll get back to mine as well. So I told you about the cherry lime. So we've already talked about that. But they have a blackberry. They have a watermelon mint. They have the peach that we're tasting. They have grapefruit. They have pineapple. They have blood orange. Now that's what I should have got. You should have gotten a blood orange. And they have a mango raspberry. So they have quite a choice right here to choose. So in cocktail recipes, the one you just mentioned is right on there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, blackberry bramble, you'll be holly jolly. <laughs> Sled the night away. I mean, your watermelon mint frost. <laughs> so you ought to check out the website. At, you know, I'm not going to read them all to you. But as Josh said, these these spritzers can mix with different things. Yeah. And make you a good cocktail. The Bellini. Oh, yeah. If you, you know what a mimosa is. Well, the Bellini is just the the peach version. With, pretty with, much. With Prosecco, yeah. Yeah. So, now, one of the things that I looked into, because I really, because it's a beer podcast, I wanted to find the malt beverage. So, I instantly, and Marie's giving me the go-ahead to talk about this, I instantly thought of Mike's Hard Lemonade. Okay? One of the big, first big, it's not really technically a seltzer, but one of the first big kind of spiked beverages that hit the American market was Mike's heart. So I, I think you can probably, I didn't look hard enough to find it, but there are Mike's hard lemonade seltzers, but the hard lemonade that we bought, Marie went with us to Grand Cayman. I think it was uh 2000. Right. When she graduated high school, she wasn't quite yet uh, 21. <laughs> and so we're going to the liquor store to, you know, get some drinks for us at Grand Cayman and kind of hanging out on the beach. And Marie says, Mom, I've heard that these Mike's Hard Lemonade are pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Those were not seltzer. Those were the full lemonade. They were the full uh, malt beverage. And I don't know if they had any other. That's when they were just starting. You know, Mike started 21 years ago, so that's the time frame that they just started. Mm-hmm. And so, the the lemonade was Mike's Hard Lemonade. Right. That was their first. Yep. And they actually, when they did it in Canada, they used vodka as a base. Really? Yeah. Well, because it was it because that's some of that regulation differences. Mm-hmm. I think. And then when they came to the United States, they couldn't do that. So they that's when they created the malt beverage recipe, I guess. Well, it'd be cheaper to do the malt beverage than vodka. So, yeah. So they, on their website, they have like nine different flavors. So in my research, man, we have tough research, Josh. Oh, <laughs> man. We're doing this seltzer podcast. I got to do the research. So I bought. AKA, he has to buy and try. Well, I bought I bought a twelve pack of Mike's Hard Lemonade Seltzers, thinking I was getting the malt beverage, <laughs> but no. <laughs> so that the the box I had was lemon, pineapple, 
mango, and strawberry. Yeah. And I almost did the strawberry, but I'd already, you know, I already said what I was doing. And, you know, this peach is really good. I was going to say, I'm, I'm glad you, you stuck with this peach because, like, it's really good. It goes really well with the pork. I, you know, what it makes me think of is how fun would it be for, like, a brunch to do this with a, you know, a pork and waffle rather than a chicken and waffle. I started do I started do chicken waffles and then I thought no I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the waffles and I'm gonna do the pork. I think it's you know it goes really well. So the pork is light, it's fruity. Or it's not light. It's not fruity. Um, it's light. It's really well charred. I don't really get any of the peach. Yeah. In the pork itself, I just had it soaking with the peach for oh maybe about thirty minutes, which wasn't that long actually. Right, but but pork and peach are a good flavor combination. Right. Now, this peach is very strong, so it comes over top of the pork, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So, it's really a good thing that I, that the pork wasn't totally infused with peach. Yeah, because that would have been way... It would probably would have been over the top. I tried the nectarine, by the way. How'd it go? It went really well. But it was the same thing. It's a very much a like alike. Mm-hmm. Because nectarines taste a lot like a peach. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, it worked really well. Yeah, it's funny. I had the nectarines. So the, the school that I work at, uh, we provide, you know, breakfast, two snacks, and lunch to our kids. And one of the snacks is fresh fruit. And the first time we got nectarines, the kids picked them up and they're like, oh, they're peaches. I'm like, no, guys, they're nectarines. And half of them put them back down. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 just try it. Trust me, it tastes like a peach. <laughs> like, because they just had that familiarity of a peach. And they're like, no. oh, I know, I like peaches. And I, I was like, no, it's actually a nectarine. They're like, what? No, I'm not going to eat this. <laughs> Most of them picked it back up and tried it. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, it tastes good. But, you know, ne- it was just so funny because they're like, some of them, I heard them talking about it. They're like, oh, this is a peach. Well, wait, it's not fuzzy like a peach. So how can it be a peach if it's not fuzzy? Right. That's, exactly. when, I like, that's when I was like, well, it's actually a, it's a nectarine. Right. So you asked about the malt beverage. You know what the technical difference between a malt beverage and a beer is? Hops? Well, yeah. But the main thing is how you put together the ingredient. And so a malt beverage uses the grain, whereas when it's malting, you know, before fermentation. But the beer uses the malted cereal. So they're very similar. I guess I don't know what the difference between the the grain and the cereal is. Okay, well. But, you know, is a a malt beverage a, a beer? I would say it comes under the category of brewed beverage. Well, that's right. Some do not contain malted barley, but some beers do. So it's technically really a thin line between it. Not, you know, we've talked about these legal laws before. Yeah. So I'm not sure how the legal law <laughs> views it. And I don't really care <laughs> or want to know. Yeah, we're not trying to open anything over here. Right. You know, people drink that Colt 45 and... Oh, God. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. So, good to that. Have you tried the cheesecake? I hadn't tried it yet. I'm eating it right now. Okay. You know, the cheesecake goes well because it adds that kind of tartness to it that the 
that the beverage doesn't have. Mm-hmm. And the, and the peaches the peaches match up, but still that that peach flavor just sails over everything. So you know I love peaches. You know they're wish they good in season. It's about here. Yeah, but you have to drive out to Clarksville. Yeah, maybe they are up there. But my grandfather Townsend, and we called him Paul P A W. His name was John, so it's not. P-A-U-L, it's P-A-W, just Grandpa. So Grandpa, shorten it up. So, Paul. for those of you that don't speak Southern, it's Pa, not Powell. Yeah. Anyway, he would not eat a peach unless it was what's called an Indian queen peach. I don't know that I really have seen these anywhere, but it's the type of peach that you can just take the peach Put your two thumbs down in the crevice of the the peach crack where the where it connects to the tree, and just pull it apart. And so one side will be it'll it'll come completely in half, and one side will have the pit, and the other side won't. I think those are also called like freestone. That's exactly freestone peaches. That's exactly what other people call Father's Day. 25, 26, 27 years ago. I don't remember exactly when. Okay. I was very young. Josh was playing in a tournament, baseball tournament. Down in Salina. In Salina, Kansas. And the temperature was unbearable. 100 plus, but it's a dry heat. So it's yeah, okay. yeah, one of the, one of the men <laughs> of the boys kept saying it's a dry heat, it's a dry heat. Well, they were doing really well in the tournament until tournament until they came up to the number one team, and they were getting their clock clean. Josh's team was, but the neat thing that I'll never forget about that day is a triple play. <laughs> do you remember it? I do. So the pitcher throws the ball. The ball goes straight up. Enough to the pitcher to pitcher catch it. Third, the bases were loaded. Yeah. So the or the third uh, runner, he's going home. Pitcher throws it to third. That guy's out. Throws it to second. That guy's out. That was three outs. Mm-hmm. He caught it. Threw it to third. Threw it to second. Three outs. Josh is on first base. I was playing. I was playing. I was playing first base. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't running. Josh is a. Playing first base, wanting for the fourth out. Yeah, I was ready. I was <laughs> yeah, ready for it. Yeah, he had his glove out. Throw it, throw it. Well, you know. So speaking of that, you know that t- that team I played on, we had three triple plays in the time that we were together as a team. Yeah, and that we were, we were together as a team from the time we started coach pitch, mm-hmm. which was first grade, all the way through into. Middle school. I think about se- sixth or seventh grade was the time that we. Yeah. You never did T ball. The team disbanded. Yeah. I you didn't never do did. You never did machine pitch. It was always coach pitch. Coach pitch. Then it went to kid, kid pitch. But yeah, that was. <laughs> I forgot that that was Father's Day. Right. I, re- I remember that. I remember the triple play because it was so dead gum hot. And we were. We, we were losing pretty badly at that point. 
Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what the final score was, but it was and it was uh, like 15 to 2 or 3. And it was the second terrible. It it was either like the second or the third game that we had played that day. Oh, yeah, because we had to play. Yeah, we were in the losers bracket, right? You had to, and we had to play our way into the finals. So we played that was our third game of the day. Mm -hmm. I just remember the uh, the frozen towels and the frozen grapes, exactly. Which, by the way, frozen grapes are fantastic summertime treats. You right. get just table grapes, freeze them. They're really good. Well, Dad, are you ready for Best on Plate? I am, unless you have any questions. I don't. I think it was really good. All right. What do you have for Best on My Plate? Uh, the waffle. Yeah, I, I, the, I suspected that. You really <laughs> like waffles. I do, waffles I do enjoy. And uh, I think it just it added to the waffle more than it did with anything else. Mm-hmm. What about for you? On the on my plate? Yes. You know, it's really difficult to pick this one because because the the pork chop had enough of the maybe a, of the peach flavor in the peach. And the waffle didn't have the peach flavor but the but the seltzer did. Yeah. But the like like and best on my plate I think was the peach seltzer with the peach cheesecake. Okay. You know, I got a sweet tooth. Yes. <laughs> you do too? Yep. So what do you have on your plate? To me, it was the corn. The corn the corn and that black cherry worked so well together. The spicing it, the little bit of spice and the, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. lime, just, it, it made that, it made everything better. Right. Okay. So best on plate for me, uh, those were three great choices too. And they were all great pairings. But I really like the goat cheese. Oh yeah. Because, Why the goat cheese? Well, because because the blueberries and then the blackberry seltzer cherry seem, black cherry seltzer seem to do a do a kind of like like thing, but with the goat cheese, it was not. Mm. It was a contrast it was a contrasting like like. It was really, it was really well played. Right. All right. Well, I think we're about to head into the blind, so right. we'll go ahead and get that poured up and then okay. get it ready. All right. All right. So we got the blind poured up for you, Dad. Whenever you're ready. And so I'm using deductive beer tasting method, the tasting grid. And so, you know, I'm starting out with the color. It's it's a uh, a brown. You can't really see through it. Sort of a a light meniscus toward the edge. There's not a whole lot of head. I'm swirling it to see. Now I get some nice tan tan head on it. Looks very nice. Aroma. Ooh, I think I've had this beer. But what in the world is it? So it's got a. It's not real. It's got a lot of grain. It's got a lot of maybe some nuts. Mm. I don't I don't smell any any fruit. It's not that fruit forward peach that I had just a second ago. Or I'm not smelling spices. Don't really smell nuts. But it's you know, it kinda has that color of a nut brown or it doesn't really necessarily you know a, a porter or a stout or a nut brown 
would have the same color, basically. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start some tasting. See how the sweetness is. Ooh, that's nice and sweet. Where's that sweetness? It's not real. It's not bitter on the back end. So I don't. I don't think. You know, it's not a bitter porter or a bitter stout. And I'm not really getting <clears throat> nuts. Don't don't really get any minerality or any salt or acid to it. It's got a it. You know, it's got some full body to it. Uh, alcohol content, it's hard to tell. You've been drinking 5% seltzers. And you can't even taste, you know. I would think the alcohol is higher than that. But it doesn't have that alcoholic burn that we might get with, you know, 99 or something that's 10, 12% alcohol. Again, the you know, the head kind of disappears, which that's not a bad thing. Sort of getting some nut flavor now. Uh, the finish it seems to be short. It seems to be, it seems to be very balanced. So it's, it doesn't seem to be hop driven. It seems to be grain driven. Okay. It seems to be. So it's not a pilsner. It's it's not. Um, you know, it's not that that. Uh, light fruity it doesn't have a sour taste that i detect mm-hmm. you know not sour it doesn't doesn't seem to have uh the taste of a stout or a porter but the color is right but it's it's um uh, it's not as thick of a taste or a coating beer so now what is it oh man you got me stumped well just think about what you think it is think about everything you said about it and then go for it yeah so it's it's an easy drink and i really like it yes okay so dark beers we're talking browns schwartz beers porters right stouts that's about it that's right so is it a stout I don't think it's a stout. Okay. And I'm struggling to think whether it's a porter. Is it a is it a brown? It's a brown. I think it's a brown ale of some type. It doesn't have the nuttiness that like a nut brown might have. So I think maybe it's a um what do you call them? Um a a um I'm at a loss here. Uh, the English bitter brown ale. Okay. English bitter brown ale. E- EBS. Well, you're thinking ESB, which is ESB, which is a English special bitter. Yeah. Well, I think it could be that. Okay. And that's what I'm going to go with. All right. So Dad thinks he's drinking an English special bitter, an ESB. And we will find out what it is next week. All right, Dad. So what are we going to be doing next week? We're going to do a uh, summer sippers. Summer sipper liquors. Right. It's liquor week. What are you going to be doing? I'm going to do hazelnut Kahlua. Oh, that'll be a good sipper. And then I'm going to be doing the Lillet Rosé Aperitif. 
or Lilith, depending on who you're kind of who's saying it. All right. Well, that sounds good. Yeah, it's going to be lots of fun. Um, I'm excited. We're getting close to, I think, being having a full year's worth of episodes. So we may, right. we may have to look at the calendar and possibly do something special coming up. Yeah, pause the calendar and have a party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> confetti come down. Yeah, we'll get some confetti Who guns. Who knows? But once again, yep. So it's a gr- it's this was a better than I expected episode. Well, I said that earlier too. You know, it's this this was really good. I'm I enjoyed I enjoyed everything that we had today. We had some great pairings. Yep. And so once again, don't forget to follow us on your favorite social platform. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Most active on Instagram. I am going to try and be better about posting more onto Instagram as we go as we're going through the weeks. You know, if you like what we're doing, give us a like or a follow on your favorite podcast platform. Leave us a review. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. If you want to hear us do anything special, if you have any episode ideas, feel free to send them in to us. You know, through you know Instagram Messenger, or you can email us. We are acquiredtastings at gmail.com. So feel free to shoot us any ideas that you have for episodes, or just uh, shout out to say hi. And you know, Dad. This was another great one. I think so. It turned out better than I thought. Exactly. So once again, I'm Josh Mills. And I'm John Mills. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Goodbye.